Amen? Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peaceably with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said, hold to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil. Let us pray. Father, I praise you. I thank you for confirmation. God, I thank you for your visions. I thank you for the good of your visions because everything that you've ever shown me that I've had the obedience to follow through with, good has always followed. God, I pray that over this congregation today that they do the same. To be obedient, to have the courage to do what you ask of them. Father, I want to thank you for this church, the people of this church. I'm so humbled by the people that you put around me in this leadership. God, just thank you for them. I thank you for the individuals that are watching right now online from, from a different state and a different country. God, just help them to know and understand that they're a part of this family as well. And Father, for that, thank you for making this like a family, because that's what this is. We fight for each other, we love on each other, we teach each other, we encourage each other. God, you've given me a word to give today. So in this moment, Father, I ask that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, that you take all pride, selfishness, anger, God, everything that would block me from you, Father, I ask that you take it and you cast it into the sea and you replace it with nothing but your word, your love, and your breath. We pray all these things in your name. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. All right. You know what's weird is, is uh, I've already had two people walk up to me today and ask me why I'm so dressed up. It's pretty sad that at our church, if I wear a collared shirt, it's like, man, the pastor dressed up today, you know. <laughs> so people are asking me, Michael, why would you dress up? There's a very simple answer to that. My wife told me to. <laughs> I have pictures today. That's why. That's why I'm wearing a collared shirt. That's why Bojo's wearing a collared shirt, right? That's like, amen, right? Like, that's why all, if you look around, you see the elders and stuff, that we look a little nicer today. It's because my wife told us to, okay? That's why. We follow direction very well at this church for you visitors that are here, just to give you a heads up. Guys, what I need you to do right now, in the back of each pew or pew, chair, in the back of each chair, there are notepads. I need you to grab a sheet of paper, grab one of those papers, and it doesn't have to be that, it doesn't be any paper that you have, I don't care. Just grab a sheet of paper. I need everybody in this room to do this or this sermon will make zero sense, okay? So for my sake, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, 
First thing I need you to do, write your name at the top of that piece of paper. Now, while some of y'all are getting all that, and by the way, y'all share. I know there's not paper in every single church, so y'all pass some paper down. Be nice. Be Christians, okay? Share your pens. What I need you guys to do is I need you to write on that sheet of paper, after you write your name, I want you to think right now about something that you want to do for someone that will encourage them today. You can write their name down if you want to. That's fine. I'm not going to read anybody's name off or anything like that. This piece of paper is to hold you accountable. It's basically a contract. But I want you to write down, right now, I want you to really think about it. Who can I help today? How can I help them? Write it down. I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that. Ushers, I'll let you all know when I want you to go pick those up. In the last two months... We've been teaching a series entitled, You Are Called. During this series, we learned about all the characteristics that you need to accomplish God's mission that he calls you to. That's what a lot of that video was, right? A lot of those characteristics. Some of you have come to me and have said to me, that's exactly what I needed. A lot of y'all were right on that ledge. Y'all were standing right here, and God was calling you to do something. And you just needed that little nudge, that little bit of encouragement. Kind of like what you're doing today for whoever it is that you're writing it down for. A lot of y'all have come to me and told me that. I've received a lot of text messages. Now, I'm going to say one thing to y'all, and I'm going to move on. The ones that have reached out and said, this has helped me, it's time to go do it. Don't just talk about it. Take that step. Amen? You have my back, or excuse me, I have your back. The leadership has your back. This church has your back. Take that step. Some of you have come to me, though, and said, but Micah, you're talking about this mission and what we need to accomplish the mission, but God's not calling me to do anything. I'm not hearing him. I don't understand what it is that I am supposed to do. Guys, what I need y'all to understand is he has called you. He's called you to be his church. So we all do have a job. The title today is The Call of the Church. If God has not given you a specific mission this is your mission the church what i just read you guys is uh in my opinion from reading the word and studying the word i believe that this is paul telling the church what the call of the church actually is from those scriptures that we just read so today we're going to go through them one by one we're going to break them down and I'm going to explain them to you guys. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.12. While you guys are getting there, I'm going to go ahead and get the ushers, if y'all don't mind, if y'all could start passing the buckets out. I want all of y'all to put your notes into these buckets. There's a reason for this. I'm not going to call out your name. I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. Okay? It's not what I do. Maybe Bojo's. I might do that to him. <laughs> Smart man. Mikey, did you write your name on yours? <laughs> First Thessalonians 12, excuse me, 512. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work 
They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Okay, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. This verse is very hard for me to teach on. I don't, obviously they're talking about leaders in the church, pastor, elders, teachers, so forth. So it's talking about myself. I don't like to look at anybody and tell them to honor me. Y'all understand that? I hope y'all know that well enough about me. That's not how I like to do things. I never, by the way, want y'all to honor me. I want you to honor the God that's working through me. Do y'all, do y'all hear that? It's, it's always God. It's not Micah. The minute it becomes Micah, we got a major problem. So, same pastor, Pastor James, I was visiting with him about this verse, and I told him that I was having an issue preaching on it. And he looked at me and he said, but you're a pastor, and God called you to it. And I said, yes, he did. I said, but what's that have to do with it? He said, aren't you supposed to teach the word exactly what it says? So I am going to teach on this verse. Again, I don't like it, but I'm going to teach on it. In James chapter 3, guys, James chapter 3 is a verse that before I decided to plant the church, I had to really pay attention to and really pray a lot about. And in that verse, and actually I wrote down a different translation, but it says pastors will be judged with a great strictness. So before I took the oath before God, I had to understand this. I'm going to be judged differently than you guys. I feel that's why Paul is telling the people at Thessalonica to honor their leaders because they've got a lot of pressure on them to make sure that they do things right. One other thing, I just want you all to understand this. Be glad that I just taught you this, that we're going to be judged differently because one day you're going to die and you're going to go to heaven and there's going to be two lines. And you're going to be like, oh, look at all those pastors. That's the line I need to go get into because that's all the good people. No, don't go get in that line, okay? That's the line where God got that five-finger ministry out, okay? You want to go in the other line where, where there's a lot more grace and mercy, okay? Stay in that line. See, that's the choice I had to make. That, it wasn't easy, I promise you. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to verse 13. You asleep, Mikey? Amen. Verse 13. You want me to pull it up? Thank you, sir. Everybody give Mikey a round of applause. Hold them to the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Okay, I love this verse. This one I love to teach on because it's telling you to hold your, your, your leaders, your pastors in the highest regard in love because of their work. But, but what I'm getting at, it's not, hey, you got to love your pastor. No, it's, it's actually telling you how to love your pastor. Live in peace with each other. That's the greatest compliment I can receive as a pastor is if our church is working harmoniously together, loving each other, lifting each other up, and encouraging each other. There is no greater love that y'all could give myself and the leadership of this church. 
Because that just means we're doing something right. Amen? I'm going to come back to that. I want to add one more thing to this. It's a verse I've tried to use many times, but, but, but my wife wouldn't let me. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, okay, it talks about how if you're a good teacher, a good elder, a good pastor, you should, be, you should receive double honor. Double honor. So every time my wife gets mad at me, I'm like, but baby, you have to like double forgive me. You're like, it's twice the forgiveness, right? Because it's double honor. She's double mad. I had a very smart, older mentor of mine that I mentioned this to, and he told me, he said, Micah, that, that, that verse is for the church, that, that's not for the house. You're going to mess up if you use that at the house. Glad I got my mentors, I promise you that. Mikey, can we go to verse 14, please? Thank you, sir. Y'all give Mikey another round of applause. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, and be patient with everyone. That's hard, right? Like, how hard is that? By the way, when it says be patient with everyone, he's he talking about the pastor, too, okay? For sure. That's right. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to be warned. Warn the ones that are lazy, okay? What this is telling you is it's not just saying just a lazy person. It's talking about a lazy Christian. When you know that you have a brother or sister that is anointed and is called, and you know that God's pushing them to take that next step, and they're not doing it, it's our job as the church to help them get there. Y'all see that? Encourage those who are timid. Same thing. That one that's standing right on the ledge and just can't quite get over it. That, that's your job, guys. It's to go and help them. Take tender care of those who are weak. In Romans chapter 14, it talks about two types of Christians. There's only two. There's the strong in faith and there's the weak in faith. He is telling the stronger faith here to take care of the weaker faith. Now, I need you to understand something. There's nothing wrong with being one of the weaker faiths. At least you're in church. At least you're a Christian. You're a lot stronger than a lot of people that ain't in church, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't mind saying this at all. There's some areas I'm still the weaker faith. That's why I have mentors. I have elders that I surround myself with. So they can help me be stronger in those areas. I don't mind saying that. I don't mind saying that at all. One time I was talking to Bruce Powers, another mentor of mine. I was visiting with him about Romans chapter 14. I was talking about this guy struggling with man because like, it was like I, I, I point to the cross and, and then he come back. And, and I point to the cross and he come back. And I was getting tired of it. I wasn't being patient with, with everyone, okay? And, and, and I was telling Bruce, I was like, you know, Bruce, it's like, it's like I'm the stronger Christian here. I'm the stronger in faith. He's the weaker in faith and it's driving me crazy. He said, Micah, how many times do you think people have read that and thought about you as the weaker faith? How many of your mentors do you think have looked at you in that exact same light? Makes you think about it. My answer to him was never. <laughs> then I became a pastor and realized I couldn't lie anymore. So I'm going to tell you all right now, there's a lot of times that's probably happened. 
Be patient with everyone, guys. Something that you need to understand here, it doesn't say just be patient with weak Christians, weak faith Christians. It says everyone. Again, that's hard. To be the church, we are supposed to be patient with even those that are attacking the church. That's tough, right? I mean, I don't know about y'all. Somebody attacks my home, I'm not going to be real happy about it. I'm definitely not going to be real patient about it. But God is telling us, Paul is telling us here that God is telling us, regardless if they're a Christian or an unbeliever, we have to be patient because if we can set that example, we can turn them to Jesus Christ. Go to the next one. Let's go to 15. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and all people. All people. Again, not just Christians, all people. Set the example as the church. But this, you know, evil for evil thing, you know, it's like, you know, you know I'm going to get them back. You know, I'm going to get them back. If they do that to me, I'll get them back. I'll do this to them. And I'll tell you another side of evil that a lot of people completely forget about. But it's, you know, they'll get what they deserve. Guys, if you have that mindset, that's evil. Even if you don't react to them and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to react to them. Because you know what? They'll get theirs. That's evil. Our job is to be forgiving. We need to forgive like Jesus forgives. I mean, y'all think about a man who's nailed to a cross and in his last moments, he says, God, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And I'm going to tell you something right now, and this is biblical. If you are struggling with unforgiveness for someone, biblically, God is not hearing that prayer that you're praying. If you're blocking it with unforgiveness, he's not hearing it. I want you all to think about that. If you're struggling with something, you've been praying about it and praying about it, and nothing is coming of it. Start thinking about who have I not forgiven? Who am I blocking? This would be a powerful church if we could forgive like Jesus. I ask that this church, Christian Warriors Church, strive for that so in turn God's church can be that way. Right? Let's be that, un let's just be that forgiving church. Verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks to all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I struggle with this whole rejoice always thing. Do y'all struggle with that? Like, you know, when I get a flat tire, I'm not like, you know, praise Jesus, I got a flat tire. You know, or I get sick and I'm like, you know, thank you, God, I'm, I'm going to the doctor today, you know, or, you know, the Cowboys lost. Amen. No, <laughs> I, I can't do that. It's hard for me to rejoice always. Last Thursday night was really hard. Well, two Thursday nights ago. Yeah. Although Dak looked good. I'm going to quit talking about the Cowboys on stage, but <laughs> Dak looked good. So, so they play at three today. Y'all be in prayer. So, so. But rejoice always. Guys, I'm telling you, this is, this is hard to do. Your pastor's not there. I'm not there. But what I have learned is this. You don't rejoice, you don't rejoice for the circumstances that you're in. You rejoice in Jesus Christ in the circumstances that you're in. Amen. 
there's always time to rejoice. There's always time to worship. Regardless of how bad the situation is, you can worship. You can rejoice because the great thing is, is Jesus Christ is there with you. That's a hard example to set. How many times do y'all see a family? And I know we all do. How many times do y'all see a family who it's like just everything negative is happening to them? And they're great Christians. They're great people. They have huge hearts. They love everybody. They're leaders. But it just, they keep getting attacked. And they keep getting attacked. And they keep getting attacked. How many families have y'all seen that happen to? If you've been in church a while, I promise you you're going to see it. I think about those families and the ones that can rejoice in those moments. A lot of people look at them and they're like, man, I wouldn't want to be them. I'd hate to go through that. And that exact family may actually even be thinking, you know, I don't want to be in this situation. Why is this happening to me? But when I stop and think about it, The ones that are going through the most pressure and the most struggles, i got to choose my words very wisely here. Those people that are struggling the most, maybe that's the ones that God trusts the most. Because they know, he knows, that they can get through it. The problem is, is God can't trust all of us Christians with that testimony. And in my opinion, there's no better evangelistic testimony than somebody that has joy in suffering. They're not here today, but I know he's listening, and I know they're listening. Mama Myatt, Chris Myatt, a lot of y'all know the Myatts. That family has, has been through a lot. Mama Denise has been through a lot. Chris right now is, is struggling in, with some health and so forth, and I, I get that. He's getting better, though. Chris, you're good. That's why I'm choosing my words wisely here. I'm not going to speak negative. Amen? Okay. But what I love about that couple, when they walk through those doors, y'all have no clue what they're going through. They got a smile on their face. They're hugging everybody. I mean, they're hugging everybody. Even, even Tommy Neal. I mean, they even hug him. <laughs> That's a family, when I look at them, when I look at those two, I strive to be like that. People are like, Michael, why would you do that? They're, they're going through these things. Why would you want to be like that? Because our Father trusts them. I want to be like that. Understand, I'm not wishing ill will on anybody, especially myself, but I want God to trust me that way. And I want Him to know He can trust me that way. How strong would this church be if we all wanted that? God, trust me. Trust me. 
if we strive for that trust in God to where we could tell him, you know what, Father, no matter what's thrown at me, I'm going to rejoice. No matter what's put in front of me, I'm going to praise you. No matter how hard I get hit and I fall on that mat, it's not going to get to 10. I'm going to get up. And I'm going to worship you through the process and set that example so it'll grow your church. There's a lot of y'all in here that I know have been through that. I know that. And I, I, I admire each one of you. And you know who you are. Dang it. I admire y'all that go through those struggles constantly. I admire you. And this church does too. <clears throat> All right, pray without ceasing. This doesn't mean driving down the road with your eyes closed praying, okay? Y'all don't do that. What this means, though, is staying in constant conversation with God throughout the day. People ask me, Micah, how much time do you spend in prayer a day? All day. All day long. I'm talking to God all day long. It's kind of like those times, you know, when, like, let's say, uh, you, uh, uh, this happened to me not too long ago. I, I had to call in about my taxes, okay? And when you call in the state of Texas for your taxes, you're going to be on hold a while, okay? But you don't hang up. Doesn't matter how long you're on hold. At some point, they're going to come on there. And if you hang up, you're going to start all over again. And they try to tell you, like, email me. And I'm like, no, I want to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or leave a, vet, leave a message. You're not going to get my message. I mean, I'm serious. So I want to talk to somebody. There's times in your walk throughout the day that you may not be hearing a lot from God. Just keep him right there. Don't hang up. Keep him on hold. Wait for him to pick up. Stay in constant conversation with God throughout the day. Amen. By the way, if you can't think of anything to pray for, like if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, Micah told me to pray without ceasing, but I can't think of anything to pray for right now, pray for you, Pastor. I'll take any prayer you can throw my way, I'll take it, okay? I promise. 1 Thessalonians 5.19, do not quench the Spirit. We sure as heck don't do that in this church, amen? I'm going to tell you right now, the Spirit is running rampant in this church. You want to know why? Because we're submissive to him. Y'all hear me talk about how this is an unscripted church. That's what I'm talking about. Sure, we have a plan going into the day on Sunday morning. Zaire knows what songs he, he's got listed for them to sing. I know what sermon I'm probably going to, well, not always. There have been times that he has done that to me. But most of the time, I know what sermon I'm preaching. Bojo has a good idea of the transition he's doing. But I promise y'all, there's many times that Zaire has changed some songs. Bojo's changed his transition, and I've changed my sermons because the Spirit told us to. And what I love about that is, is instead of being concerned and worrying about the outcome, we're walking in with that confidence that we talk about, that he's in control. You got to worry about it. And I'll tell you what else I love about it. I actually love it when he's like, rip your sermon up. I know I act like I'm not because y'all have seen that before. But, but I actually love it because I know he's there and he's fixing to show up in a big way. We invite him in here every day. Every day. Not just Sunday. Every day. But I have no doubt on Sunday mornings 
that the Holy Spirit is in charge of this entire process. And it's a great feeling. You know, the other good thing about that is, is it's going to be perfect. It doesn't matter if a speaker goes out or if I, my dyslexic self pronounces something wrong or whatever it may be, it's still perfect. Because the Spirit is perfect. Right? Verse 20. Do not scoff at those who prophesy. Okay. We have some visitors here today. Okay. Spiritual gifts, we highly encourage if they're done properly. Very important. They have to be done properly. If not done properly, myself, leadership, will step in and take care of that situation. But spiritual gifts are highly, highly, highly encouraged in this church. It's another part of don't quench the spirit. You know, I look at Marilyn Harrison, okay? I'm calling you out. She's looking at me like, what in the world are you doing? Marilyn can feel the presence of evil. And you're like, that's not Christian life. Yes, it is, because she can use that to help. She can use that to help. It's actually happened in this church before. Mike, I don't feel good about this. Come to find out, it wasn't good. Thank you, Marilyn, for not backing away from that. Will Green, a lot of y'all know Will. Will's come to me with many things. I encourage that. Come to me. Tell me these things. St. Don, healing. We encourage that. It's real. Guys, if it's in this book, I can't, I can't stand it when people tell me, you know, that, well, that died with the, the apostles. You know, that, 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 that died with them. When, I, when this book ended, when, the, when Revelation is done, when this book ended, so were the spiritual gifts. Well, I'm going to need you to do some explaining because I've seen a lot of great miracles. Where'd that come from? Amen. Spirit ain't dead. I really question those churches that, that preach that, guys. And I pray for them. Pray for them. That concerns me tremendously. Let's go to verse 21. Okay. Don't shy away from the prophecies, but test everything that is said. What I love about it, hold on to what is good. So you do, you test it. First John tells us to test the spirits. We've preached on that. We've talked about that. So you test those things. You check it out. The ones that are good, you run with it. Not only do you run with it, you show it off. That's God's work. Spread the good news. Let people see it. The times that people have come to me and said, this, you know, this may occur. This is what I see. This is a vision. And then when it occurs, I'm like, let's tell everybody. That's major, guys. That is the Holy Spirit at work. And again, I refuse to quench him. Refuse. I'm going to call them out and just ask them because I know they'll answer my question. Zaire, how many times have I called you and said, you need to sing this song? Never. Bojo, how many times have I called you and said, you need to do this in transitions? Never. And I never will. Y'all hear me? The Spirit runs this church. And what's really cool about this, how many times have the songs and the transition and the sermon been like... Boom, perfect, right? Always, because it's perfect. 
He's perfect. Verse 22. This is a warning. Stay away from every kind of evil. Okay. Everybody struggles with demons. Okay. Everybody has a weakness that they have. Okay. If you say you don't, you're a liar. Just going to be honest with you. That's your, that's your weakness. You're a liar. I mean, that's the truth of it. <laughs> Very seldom I laugh at my own jokes. That was kind of funny. But guys, really think about it. We all have weaknesses. We all have demons. Okay, your job, stay away from them. Stay away from them. Because I promise you, they're going to creep up on you enough and surprise you. You understand? So stay away from them when you can. Because Satan's going to slither in. I assure you of that. I've seen it at churches. I've seen it at churches. I've seen him slither straight up to the pulpit. Stay away from weaknesses, guys. Your pastor included. I, I'm t I'll hold myself accountable for that. That's fine. We all have weaknesses. Stay away from them. Don't even put yourself in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like if you struggle with drinking, don't even walk past the bar. Right? I mean, that's... If you struggle with lying, you know, stay away from the lying Christians I was just talking about. Stay away from your weaknesses. But then here's the thing. When those weaknesses do come towards you and they present themselves, our job as a church is to teach you how to fight that. And I promise you, myself, Bojo, Zaire, Mikey, the pastors, all of us, I promise you this. We're going to do everything in our power to teach you that. And when you struggle with it, you come let me know. Come let one of us know so we can fight that battle with you. Amen? I'm going to go past that. Okay. I want to go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Mikey, if you could pull that back up. Am I confusing you? Okay. I told you I was going to come back to this. First, I told you I didn't want to preach on it. I done lied to you. Okay. And then I was going to tell you that I wanted to come back to it. Okay. Brothers and sisters, honors those who are the leaders. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. We know what we're talking about. We're talking about, let's just say we're talking about the pastor right now. That you're supposed to honor the pastor. Eighty percent of the pastors in churches do not end their career on good terms. Eighty percent. Fifty percent of those eighty percent have major depression issues. 50% of that 80% are not only depressed, but their families are torn apart. The church is doing this to pastors and their families. But not this church. Well, I wanted to come back to this. I want to thank you guys for the support that y'all give me. Y'all are doing this. Y'all are doing it. Y'all are my backing. My elders, the other pastors, they're my backing. 
I can stand here with full confidence and tell you guys, I dare somebody to come after me. Because y'all won't allow it. And I know that. And I stand here in full confidence of that. If I get attacked, I'm not worried about it. I got a church backing me. So thank y'all very much. Because there's not, there's a lot of churches that aren't doing that, guys. It becomes a fight with the pastor and his decisions. And, you know, he, he shouldn't make these decisions. shouldn't be getting involved so much. shouldn't be doing this, that, and the other. But you guys, y'all protect me. And I am so honored to serve as y'all's pastor. So thank you guys. I mean, I wasn't asking for that, but thank y'all. It's kind of cool. I want to tell y'all some ways that y'all can encourage your pastor and your leaders. Oh, man, I'm doing good. Dang. We still got an hour. Like, we're doing good, Bo. I'm just playing. Y'all visitors are like, is this dude serious right now? No, no, no. No, we're going to get home. We're going to go eat. We're going to get home time to watch football. Okay, Cowboys play at three, so I could preach till three. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the other games, right? Like, none of those matter, okay? Okay, but an email to your pastor, okay? I'm, I'm going to say some of these things. These are things that have encouraged me, and I highly recommend that y'all do this. And, and when I say your pastor, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about Bojo, your associate pastor, Zaire, your worship leader, Canaan Zaire, youth pastors, Mikey, your outreach pastor. Guys, I got an email a while back. It's from Ash Ashley Lofton. Okay, Ashley is a, is a she comes here to the church. I don't think she's here today. I hadn't seen Ashley. Is Ashley here today? She's not here today. <laughs> Good, because I'd embarrass her. She's gonna be mad at me that she would have been mad. Yeah, she's very quiet. You know, yeah. That's all right. We're going to get it out of her. You know, we're going to push her over that edge. You know what I'm talking about? Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley sent me an email a few months back. She started her own business. And in that email, she stated how much the church had encouraged her to take that step. I saved that email. When I'm struggling, I read that email. <laughs> Ann Spatafora. One time, she's looking at me. Not, I promise, I'm not going to hurt you. Or anything. Like Ann's looking at me like, it scares me when Ann looks at me like that. <laughs> I did a sermon a while back on the gift of tongues. Do some of y'all remember that sermon? I love that sermon. That was a fun sermon to preach. But I got a text from Don after the service. And it said, Ann said that was the best sermon she's ever heard on that topic. And I honestly, I screenshotted that. I have it saved in my phone. I read it when I need encouragement. I don't mind saying that. Especially, I mean, that's from Jesus' cousin, right? Like, <laughs> that helps a little bit. You know, when I get a that a boy from, from one of the elders, you know, Kirby and, and Randy and Don, when I, when I get those that a boys, you know, that's, that's, a lot, that's, that's good. So I'm like a little, I'm like a, I'm like a junior high football player, right? Like if you give me that kind of stuff, I need that encouragement and I'll go run through a brick wall for you. I mean, that was just my thought process as a stupid young football player, but that, that, that's how I am. And I will, I'll run through a wall for you. Sometimes I just, I need a little encouragement. I don't mind saying that guys. It, it's, it's hard on your leaders. There's a lot that we deal with. 
there's a lot of negativity that's thrown at us that we have to continue to push past to help you guys. So that encouragement is always, it's always good. Uh, I've got a mentor who's wrote me many letters. I have them saved in the handwritten letters that I have saved in an envelope in my safe at the jewelry store. When I'm struggling, I go read them. And the most encouraging thing that I've ever had, I don't know if y'all remember this, when we preached on warrior wives, y'all remember that? And my wife wrote a letter, and I read it, about what a submissive wife should really be like. I read that all the time. When I make her really mad, <laughs> I go read that. It, and then I remind her of it, and then I remind her of double honor, you know. But guys, it's those things. But I'm going to tell you right now, the number one thing, and I'm going to leave it at this, and I'm going to, we're going to finish with these, these notes that y'all wrote. But the number one thing that gives me encouragement is when I know God's working in y'all's lives. When I get a text from Sarah that tells me, Micah, this is what God's moving me to today. I took this step today. Mm. That, that means a lot, guys. Like, I need that. I need to know that God is working through me. I need to know that. Because if not, I know this sounds so needy, and you're like, what? Micah, you're, you shouldn't be this needy. Well, forget y'all. I gotta be. I need to know. I need to know that God is working through this, because guys, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I never question the calling of starting a church, but I've always questioned the timing. Am I doing this at the right time, God? Am I doing this in your time frame? And when y'all send me text messages, or emails, or come to me face-to-face, and you tell me that these things are working in your life, that's confirmation that the timing was right. I need that as your pastor. The leadership needs that. We need to know that that jump that we made was right timing. And I know you are looking at me like, you don't think it's the right time? No, I do. Guys, listen, there's been so much confirmation from this church, but it's nice to continue to receive, Right? The most important calling of the church is in 1 Peter. It's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Go ahead and pull that up, Mikey. Mikey. <clears throat> Mikey. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. This is the church. This is y'all sitting in this room right now. Pride, addiction, greed, lust, anger, lying, selfishness, cheating, temper, stealing, gossip. This is the church. This is all of us. Right? Myself included. Okay? We're going to put that right here. I can't read that handwriting. <laughs> I'm going to start over. I'll get with you later. That's why I got y'all to write your name. You're going to have to write better than that. I know who's got bad handwriting now. Donate to the church. 
Pray for my nephew. He's traveling to Spain. Praying for safety and protection. Text him and let him know that we're praying for him. Call Jason and encourage him. Some of y'all folded this up really small. Help my brother with the loss of his wife. I mean, like, I, I'm, I emotionally can't read that one. Show my friend kindness, even when it's hard, so she can serve Jesus through me. Thank you for the confirmation. This just has some names. A lot of them. This just has some names. I should have been more specific. Names. Keep the church growing. can't see the church anymore. Love covers a multitude of sin. Take five more seconds and give God a round of applause.